0: All right, let's get busy. Topics worthy of discussion. Our panel has arrived. In studio, Tom Parkin, columnist with a bluntly social democratic point of view. How's Tom? Good. How are you doing? Likewise. Fine. Thanks. Anthony Fury, Sun Post media columnist and a national comment editor.
1: Anthony, hello. On top of the world, Sean. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> I'll ask you why that is in a moment. And Dave Sparrow is the national president of actor. That's the film and TV actors union here in Canada. He's run federally for the NDP and municipally here in Toronto. How's David doing?
2: He's doing fantastic, ready for action.
0: Oh, are you? Well, and- I, I would be surprised to hear you're fantastic because a lot of people are morose over the ruling that was uh, brought forth by the Court of Appeal. The three judges decided that Judge Baba got it wrong and uh, they've uh, given a stay to uh, Doug Ford so he doesn't have to invoke the notwithstanding clause now. It reverts to Bill 5, going to be a 25 member council. Uh, you know, a lot of people surmise that maybe this whole hullabaloo never would have happened if Bella Baba would have gotten it right off the hop.
2: Well, it's quite possible it, it wouldn't wouldn't have happened, uh, but. You know, I like to think that I, first of all, as a person, I trust the the courts to help us interpret our laws and rules, and so I think um, to say that uh, Balababa got it wrong um, is is to uh, negate what, what his interpretation was, and I stand with him, but I also stand with these appeal judges who have looked at it, and they've reinterpreted. And so I, I personally put a lot of faith in, in our courts to uh, help us wind our way through these political battles, and it's unfortunate
1: that the government of the day chose not to do that. Anthony, how did you see it? A repudiation of an activist judge? Well, well I think you framed it right. The question from the beginning should have always been, what was with this Bellababa decision? I mean, there was just such bizarre stuff in this, such that a lot of uh, legal experts who were clearly of n- not of the conservative persuasion, but liberal-minded people were saying, hold on, this thing's sketchy, this thing's dodgy. So, you can be upset with Doug Ford for the timing, you can call him a bully and all those words and, and whatever you want to say, and that it was inconsiderate to the candidates, and you can completely disagree with it. But, but I, I think the, 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 the greater outrage of it was that you had a judge who is supposed to be held to a higher standard and, and conduct himself uh, to a higher standard than the flim-flom politicians of the day. Well, he did not. And that 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 to me was always the great frustration. And and I think we knew that uh, that the appeal would uh, wind up this way. So it's it's almost not a victory, but just a a relief that sanity prevails.
0: All right. Uh, Well, and the appeals court did uh, call the ruling dubious. Uh, That was a word that stuck out for me. Now, uh, Tom Parkin, this is Mike Schreiner, the Green Party leader. He says there is a question of legitimacy hanging over the Toronto election, even with the Court of Appeal decision on Bill five, even though Bill five might be legal it's not right.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's that was part of the tribunal's uh, d- document today. Uh, they said, we're not here to say what's fair, right? They, they explicitly said that. Right. We're not here to say what's fair. We're not here to tell Mr. Ford is a fair person or a not fair person. We're here to interpret the constitution and the law. And we differ with uh, lower court on that. And so we're going to stay it. And, and I think the The overriding point is, uh, as Torontonians will say when they're surveyed by Ipsos or Main Street, is overwhelmingly they, they don't see this as fair. They don't agree. This was a bolt out of the blue. This was not in the election. This was not mentioned even once during the campaign, nor was it even mentioned in the throne speech even just weeks ago. This was something that was cooked up. All right, we're going back back over well trodden territory. But the framing of this isn't that somebody in the judiciary made a mistake. The person in the judiciary did their job. Well, hang on just a second. And made a judgment, and it was overturned. The system did its thing. Mr. Ford. Okay, hang uh, on just a second, Mr. Ford, Tom. Let me just that's back the up. Issue as, lies.
0: Well, uh, well, I might submit to you that it's actually uh, rests with Bellababa if he had gotten it right well, the first time. there Again, would have been no calling of, for the
3: notwithstanding. Yeah, sixty-five percent of people in the city don't agree. Well, that's an so, Ipsos poll of five
0: hundred and six people surveyed. You're going to go and, with that?
3: Yeah, and there was one from Main Street the day before that gave almost exactly the same conclusion. So, so this to run policy is,
0: now based on polls?
3: Well, you know, when you don't, when you have an election, you don't mention anything about it. And then you have a throne speech, you don't mention anything about it. And then clearly you're motivated by malice, and you're clearly is emoti- that what it is? I think so. Or do you
0: think yeah. he may be drinking through a water uh, a fire hose right <laughs> now? It's So no, I mean being inundated with all kinds of demands on fiscal uh, you know, responsibility if, that if, he has to tweak if, things. Well, you know, if that's, on the fly, he's got to call an audible at the line.
3: Yeah, and it's true. I mean, he, he we do have a whole bunch of credit agencies now downgrading risk uh, from the from the province because of the reckless spending plans of Mr. Ford. Oh, so,
2: is that what it is? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, you it, know, oh, okay. well, he's that's that's what, Although, okay. that's
3: what they say. That's what they say. So Look, uh, uh, that's I'm just reporting int- in.
0: The Financial Accountability Office, uh, we had the right. uh, chief economist on yesterday. A lot of it has to do with the previous 15 years of profligate spending. But let you, me get back to you. Yeah, but you don't, you don't no, continue on, to Tom, gut somebody else, you no, I mean, it's, it's
3: great that you make the point and blame it back on the liberals. That's, that's fair, because oh, they were terrible. And, right. I, I totally agree. Hit. But these guys are now adding more tax cuts uh, that they have no plan to pay
2: for. Here's what upsets me: is the people and governments both use polls and courts when they agree with them, and then they argue that uh, they're they're meaningless and they get it wrong when they don't agree with them. And so I think we, as the uh, people who elect those people, we as the broader population, we need to carefully look at polls, see if they're representative samples, see see if the questions were fair that were asked, and then when it comes to the courts, etc., is the um, we need to follow through the process. You know, one of, the, one of the things people are talking about is whether the city should go on to the Supreme Court um, and, and appeal this, and quite frankly, uh, while I think the election should now take place as, as it's laid out, is they should go to the Supreme Court, but to ask the question more so, should the Ontario government have the right to uh, meddle in municipal affairs to this level where they cause this amount of conflict and obstruction?
0: All right. Well, just uh, to put the brakes on that whole fast track to the Supreme Court, there's still an appeal that's pending. Uh, mm-hmm. The government has decided, you know, that that would happen concurrently. But right now, the state just ensures that the election is going forward on the 22nd. And the uh, announcement hot off the press is that uh, the nomination period will reopen for the offices of counselor and school board trustee on Thursday, tomorrow and Friday from 830 in the morning to 430 daily uh, this gives guys like you a chance to throw your hat back in the ring, Dave Sparrow.
2: Well, it, it would, and and I'll just tell you a quick story. I hope he doesn't mind. As a as a friend of mine, somebody somebody who is uh, very smart and, and uh, thinks a lot of his neighborhood, Dan Fox, uh, ran in the last election in 2014, and he sent out a missive saying that because of the restructuring of the ward and because he's had no opportunity to do any work in the other half of the ward, he's not going to put his name forward. And this is a, a, a comparatively, the young man, to me, somebody who's got um, some uh, good values that he wanted to uh, uh, fight for people and, and represent them, and now because of this, that name won't be on the uh, ballot uh, this time around because he sees that there's no opportunity for him to actually uh, win or be successful. But in the strictest sense, the appeal court judges did say it doesn't deter anybody from still running. And and uh, I'll go with the, their their opinion on that, but it obviously, the actual facts of working on the ground and trying to run a campaign in a larger ward where you're un- unknown, and at least 50% of it, um, do deter people from running.
3: And I think that was kind of the interesting part of the difference between the two judgments, is the the first one. Was suggesting uh, that freedom of expression for candidates and for voters had already been engaged, and you can't kind of go back in time and say, "Well, you were having that discussion, your freedom of, of your your freedom of expression with that group of people in that ward boundary, you are pursuing that campaign, it was ongoing," and then you kind of retroactively stop it. And these this group of judges said, "No, it's uh, either that process is not as uh, important uh, as the." previous judge thought it or, uh, you know, like it's just an event, it's election day and boom, that's it. Or or it's or it's not that far along that, that it mattered. It, it seemed right. to put weight in different places. So well, it's kind of interesting to it, me. Well, yeah,
0: all right. And one was very subjective, and the other was literal. Uh, you know, or they uh, stayed with the Constitution as it's written. But uh, let me ask. <laughs> they're,
3: inter- they're all well, interpretations, uh, John. Uh, well, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> Anthony, uh, you weigh in. Is this chaos really? Uh, does Bellobaba have to own this?
1: Yeah, he absolutely does, because it was a a ruling that deviated from the traditional standards that we expect. The cricket's gag and the uh, ruminating on what the ideal size of a ward is, is a very interesting conversation to have. But as as the judges said today at 10 a.m., it's not the place to have it in this ruling. I think one thing we got to be prepared for gear up because why did ford do this now when and so forth you see as you were suggesting he's kind of off on a tear he's got a whole bunch of things he wants to do he's got a laundry list the guy was down south negotiating nafta while this was uh, announced so it's not like he's sitting waiting and 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 fixated on this i mean people said oh it looks like he's too toronto obsessed well he was obsessed with this issue for the three days he's moving on you better believe when he looks for those six to eight to perhaps ten billion dollars worth of cuts efficiencies whatever word you you want to call them, that's going to be a wrecking ball moment, and you're going to see the toddlers escape from home at 3 a.m. kicking on the walls of the <laughs> uh, C- Queen's Park once again, and it's going to happen, and it's going to be pretty decisive, because he's both a conviction politician and a man of action. Speaking well, of that financial... Uh, yet, uh, spe- <laughs> speaking of that financial accountability, uh, watch yourself there. It ain't my libel lawyer who's coming for you, but maybe someone else's. Fi- Advice to you. Financial Accountability Office, you know, when they say in that report, uh, Doug Ford's still going to do some deficits, and we're still in negative position, because when we're renewing the debt tranches that Dalton McGinty would have issued, or even, you know, people beforehand that Ernie had issued in in previous years because they're very long-term ones, they're going to be rolling back at an even higher rate now. Just because you got Doug Ford in a majority doesn't mean the rates are lower. They're not. So he's got to go and find that $8 billion, not just to deal with the carbon tax issue, but to bring this stuff down. John, one thing I'd really love for him uh, to see him do, one bond issuance that's coming up, say like a $350 million or whatever, do a Ralph Klein paid in full. Mm. pay off a mortgage this year. That would send a great signal.
3: Yeah, well, that's not going to happen. Well,
2: This, uh, this I, guy's I, I adding understand. tax
3: cut to tax cut, well, and and so, you know, that's why we I mean, But the point is, Anthony, you're hang right. On, hang on way. to your point. Hang this on to your point. This all coming downhill fast. <laughs> I got to yell. <yeah>, okay.
0: <laughs> right here slide. on the program, actually. <laughs> uh, if we don't uh, gather our, ourselves and get controlled, Tom Park and Anthony Fury, Dave Sparrow. Let's come back. More topics worthy of discussion on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
1: The Premier's been obsessed with proving that he can do this. He's talked endlessly about his old enemies to his old job at City Hall.
3: We're pleased, obviously, with uh, the judge's decision today. We feel like we were well within our constitutional
1: rights. We need to get on with the business of the city. We need to get past this.